right, so we're back, we're back, we're back, we're back. Um, uh, before we get started, I'm just running over a couple of things. Um, Tuesday, we didn't have a show. I'm probably going to cancel the Tuesday show until further notice, put a little bit more space between the shows. Um, Tuesday, I, I missed it. I'll get into it after we play the, you know, catch the vibe with the music. I'll get into why I missed Tuesday's show, but we got a bunch of shit to cover today. Um, Tory Lane's. Uh, Cheesy versus T.I., possibly Busta versus T.I. Um, what else? We It's a bunch of shit that we're going to go over today. Rich the Kid. Uh, Cosby out here trying to get some <laughs> from, from prison. Uh, so, but before before we uh, get into all that shit, we're going to start off with one of my favorite artists. Um... T.I. thinks that, and I fuck with T.I., but if T.I. thinks that he, he can fuck with my guy, he has another thing coming. So, in honor of potential versus matchup, we're going to get started with my guy, Jeezy. To me, I feel like Jeezy has too many. Too many. <laughs> Listening to this in my first car when I got my first car, my 1993 Chevy Corsica. I was just happy to have a CD player. And this was on repeat. Potter from the Crib, episode number 57. Potter from the Crib, episode number 57. This is one of the inspirations for me being on the wrong path <laughs> at 17, 18, and so on. This is back when I had the TVs in the car. (laughs) Remember getting my first chain and listening to this. 
<laughs> what a waste of money. And that jeweler saw me coming. I didn't know what Karis was. Oh, that nigga saw me coming. He got too many. <laughs> and T.I. got a lot, too. T.I. had a long, illustrious career, but we're not even going to get through half of the ones that Jeezy got. time this would come on in the club, I lost it. I would play this on repeat. This is Jesus' best verse, hands down. Never listen to Slick Fuller's verse on here, though. <laughs> or Blood Raw. They really brought the quality of the song there. I would just stop it here and just put it on repeat. The very last one. You had to be in the streets to, like when Obama won his presidency, you had to be in the streets to like really feel the true, true impact of this song. Like niggas was hanging out the car all night, that night, playing this song all throughout the city, from uptown to West Philly, everywhere. Yeah. 
It seems kind of wild for someone to shoot you in the feet and then for you to get back in a car with them. I don't know. I mean, that just seems kind of crazy. I know there's instances where a man may hit a woman and she may still go with him. A lot of the time. I ain't gonna say a lot of the time. I don't know how many of the time, but it happens. But when someone shoots at you, it's like, you're trying to kill me. And for you to then get into the car with them, that's just a point that he made. Um, and because we deal with logic and not emotion on this podcast, uh, it's just something that really resonated with me. And that's not to say that what he's saying is the truth or what she's saying is the truth. I don't know what the fuck the truth is. And they're going to sort it out. But when you hear certain stuff, it just it's like, eh. <laughs> like some shit start to it. It makes sense to you. So that part of the story makes sense. I mean, I want everybody to think how they would react if they were in a situation. And not that everybody's going to react like you. But then also, I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Um, this is just. I, I don't know. I was just talking to my uh, to my nephew, uh, former host, <laughs> the other day about this, and he was like, he he's not streaming any of Tory Lane's music because of the incident. And I'm like, no, I'm still going to stream it. <laughs> if he's guilty, send him to jail. But like I told y'all before, I'm still going to stream the songs that I enjoy from him while I support him being arrested if he did. Um, definitely don't hit women. Definitely don't shoot women. Niggas chill. <laughs> just, just chill. Just, just walk away, drive away, send her Uber away. Just, just, just chill. <laughs> um, this leads me into the next story, which I don't have very much details on it, but um, it was kind of crazy that Young Buck, and I don't know if I should be calling Young Buck Young Buck, because Young Buck ain't young. Young Buck is in his 40s, and we talked about this before. I, he bunk now, fuck that. Or what's his name? Daryl? Some shit Daryl. I don't know. You can be your real name. You can be part of your day, your nickname, but you can't be young. You know, you're using the Beijing and the beard, my nigga. Nah, can't do that. And I love Young Buck. Young Buck's first album with G Unit was amazing. If you have a chance and if you're into old 50 Cent and you haven't heard um, old Young Buck, or if you're in an old game, like from that era of music, it's a great album. It's one of the best albums that G-Unit put out. It was Get Rich or Die Trying, Young Buck's album, uh, Pink Straight Out of Cashville. Then it was the next best album from them was probably The Massacre in Retrospect. And then Lloyd Banks' album, first one, his first one. And Tony Ayo doesn't go on his list at all. But shout out to Tony Ayo. He was definitely not anyone's favorite <laughs> out of the group. But he found a little, he, he had his hit, so seductive. And yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, so I don't have any details, but his girlfriend just shot at him. And I'm assuming he wasn't hit. So I'm assuming she's a bad shot. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Niggas can't shoot for shit. So. And I'm happy that she didn't shoot him. And then this nigga got gone, so I'm assuming he will not be testifying and telling whatever happened. So I'm assuming she will be 
for own and um, you know, unless the gun was illegal, I mean, then she has that's a whole nother situation. But I mean, I don't know what you can do in a relationship for someone to shoot at you, but women and like, nobody in a relationship should be shooting at anyone. You can kill somebody. I, what could they have done to make you that mad? I guess maybe if he hit her and then she pulled out a gun, like, no, you, you know, all right, that makes sense. I'm with that. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. Like, if, if he's beating on her and then she pulls out a gun and let it off on him, then I, I, I support that decision. So I always say some people deserve to get shot. That's just like so you do certain shit. You you deserve what you get. You try to rob somebody, shoot you. You, you bought that. Um, five niggas try to jump. Even two niggas try to jump on one person and beat beat him up, and he pull out a gun. You bought that. There's many instances where people actually do deserve it. Unfortunately, there's too many people who don't deserve it that are getting it. So I don't know the circumstances. Not getting into that, but it let me down a path I was also talking I talked to a few guys today and they're just complaining like niggas always love to complain about their girl <laughs> they do like, like and I get it I mean I've I've been that person to an extent to an extent ah they do it oh we arguing we always beefing I have never this bitch crazy I I've never had to deal with that any relationship I've been in any fuckship I've been in, I've never had to deal with a crazy woman. And I just be so thankful. I don't know if it's me. I don't know if it's the energy I put out to the world, to the universe. And it just comes back in, a, in the form of a beautiful woman with beautiful energy. Even my girlfriend that was a hoe the one time, she was a great, <laughs> other than her being a hoe, she was amazing. Like, we never argued. She was always cool. She was a little, a little ditzy. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Just to pop a little blonde wig on her. No, but other than that, she was amazing. Every woman that's been in my life, I can honestly say, has been a really, really decent, amazing, decent and or amazing woman. But none of them crazy. And if they were crazy, they didn't show me crazy. Only one incident where I had a woman that wasn't as solid as the rest was this, this this woman that I had and I didn't know her very long. Uh, I actually met her after after um, I was talking to my girlfriend and the cheating whatever conversation we had and I sped off Sped off like a man, <laughs> like real tough. I, w- I wasn't saying. Uh, I, w- I sped off. Ended up getting in a race with some nigga in the crown of it. It was a tie. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna say I won, but he had a V8, had a V6, had a Grand Prix at the time. Anyway, so I stopped into a store. The store will remain unnamed. I try not to name people, places, whatever. They can be identified, easily identified. So I stopped into this place. This is a girl I see all the time, but. Hey, I'm in a mood. Wasn't really that attractive. I'm not going to lie to you. Wasn't that attractive. She had big titties. Her face went in. <laughs> we could live with her. So, but she was always really nice. And niceness will get you some dick from you. Time to time. 
Um, anyway, so whatever, get our number. We talk here and there for a few days. <laughs> After that, uh, we had sex, and it was, you know, we didn't finish. <laughs> we didn't finish having sex. Like it was, it was. This was in a period in my life when I used to be up for days at a time. <laughs> so the night that I picked her up, we chilling. We're chilling, chilling, chilling. And well, we got chilling. I ain't gonna lie. So, so we get into it. We get going. It goes for about five minutes, maybe. And she's like, she, she's like, I need a break. Uh, so out. To me, it's like, all right, cool. It was one of those situations like, here, you can have the break. Like, sometimes you can't have the break. But, you know, she can't. <laughs> so, that wasn't that. It wasn't all. It wasn't that. It was not that. It wasn't the greatest in the world. So, um, during the course of this break, I just went to sleep. <laughs> I fell right asleep. I, I just need a couple minutes to get myself together. All right, cool. Take your time. I went to sleep. I woke up in the morning. Thankfully, she didn't steal anything. Um, thankfully, she didn't take pictures. I don't think I put my clothes on. I'm pretty sure I just went to sleep. Ass naked right there. And that was that. I dropped her off home. Um, There's no morning sex, which is an indication because normally if we have sex at night, we're going to have sex at least once in the morning before we part with this. Just the way I do business. Didn't do that. Didn't want to do that. Took her home. She asked if I'm going to call her. I may have lied. I don't lie anymore, but I probably lied and said, yeah, I don't really recall. You see, that was quiet. Now, I think I said, I said, yeah, I said, I said, yeah. But if you have to ask a man if he's going to call you, he's not calling you. <laughs> and you know he's not calling you. You know it wasn't what you wanted to be. So um, that was that. Never called her. Um, she didn't answer any calls. And, you know. You know the vibes. And like maybe then she stopped calling after like a week. And then like four months later she popped up like, hey, I'm pregnant. I have to talk. <laughs> I had a kind of well, I didn't bust it. It's like five minutes. No. No. Like, well, my boyfriend just came home. I tried to tell him it was his and <laughs> and he told me the timeline didn't match up. Well, our timeline doesn't match up either. <laughs> yeah. I so that was that, and then she pawned it off on someone else, and that's the only time I've had to deal with, and that's a small, small, small thing to me. So I have never had my car keyed. I don't have any women like disrespecting me, cursing me out, or whatever. So I don't know what you niggas is doing out there, but <laughs> shout out to me and the women that I've had in my life. I truly appreciate all of you, no matter how brief or long the time was. Cool. So moving on from that, um, next we're going to, we're probably going to run through maybe two more stories, then we'll get to music, and then we'll finish up with whatever other stories. So we have Oxycontin, I'm sorry, Purdue Pharma that makes Oxycontin. Um, they pled guilty to three criminal charges, and these criminal charges will have no one in jail, <laughs> by the way. Surprise? Nah. Not at all. Um, and they agreed to pay $8 billion in a opiate crisis settlement. 
Eight billion dollars sounds like a lot. I mean, at least to me it does. But, you know, whatever is being paid out helps in comparison to whatever they make. And a lot of times with these companies, um, even like car manufacturers and stuff like that, like it'll be dangerous things that can harm people. And they have people who weigh the risk to the reward. They put a price on human life, essentially. So if they estimate they'll make X amount and they know once the lawsuit comes in, they'll probably lose this amount. They kind of figure, is it worth it? <laughs> you know, um, they do a cost benefit analysis is what it would be called. So in this case, I mean, I'm not sure what their case with the, you know, what the magical number was, what they thought they would lose, how much they thought they would make. But we know how much they lost now. They lost $8 billion. Um, it comes from the company. It does not come from the family. The uh, Purdue, or they, I'm sorry, the Sackler family. That's the name of the family. I actually saw a doc on them on YouTube uh, maybe like a couple years ago. I never heard of them. I didn't know they were behind the opiate crisis before, like maybe a year or two ago when I saw that doc on YouTube. Pretty disgusting fam. <laughs> they knew what they were doing the whole time. Uh, so, so eight billion is the settlement. They have to pay three billion of their own their own money, and the family is worth, I believe, twelve to thirteen billion dollars. So they'll lose three billion of their own money, and then everything else comes from the company. So. No harm, no foul. And they file for bankruptcy. So I'm not sure all of that money is going to get paid out, given the fact that they're filing for bankruptcy. So they'll probably be trying to reorganize some of that bullshit. But um, that also, so over the course of, mm, I don't know, over the course of the, time that they've been selling drugs. <laughs> they've been preparing for this moment, I'm going to assume. They did the old school, how niggas are supposed to hustle if you decide to sell drugs where you stack the money for a rainy day. They did it. <laughs> they did it and they did it well. Um, they started moving money into trust and paying the money out to themselves from the company, knowing that you'll sue the company and the company will be held liable, but let's cash out. And over the course of time, they cashed out 12 to $13 billion. <laughs> that's the money that, that they had sent to them. So that's not how much, that's the profit, some of the profits that were sent to them. So that's not even the revenue. That's not how much money the actual company has. That's just the money that they paid to themselves. So if they paid $13 billion to themselves, imagine how much how money the company made, how much money the company has, and for them to only have to pay $8 billion when they knowingly made these addictive drugs. We okay, let's, let's cover just a little bit of what, they, what we have here. So the charges include conspiracy to defraud the United States and violate federal anti-kickback laws. So, so let's see, let's see, let's see. Official stated that Purdue admitted to falsely representing to the DEA that it maintained an effective program to avoid drug dependency. 
as well as reporting misleading information to boost manufacturing quotas. That is a euphemism. <laughs> Basically, we know that we're, we're always on uh, addictive drugs. We're not doing anything to make them less addictive because we want to sell you more drugs. And we report bad information to, to help sell more drugs. Um, Purdue also violated um, federal anti-kickback laws by paying doctors to write more prescriptions for the company's drugs and encouraging pain medications, medication prescription by electronic health record software. That part I didn't know about. The first part I know about by paying the doctors. Any doctor who took a, a, a fucking payment for this should also, they should have their license taken. They should be taken to jail. Not for long. Not but they they violated the HIPAA law, the, their oath, the HIPAA. Um, do no harm. It's not HIPAA. It's not, I don't know. If it's, but their oath that they say to do no harm. Do no harm. Clearly you're doing harm if you're just pushing illegal, uh, not illegal, um, addictive, highly addictive drugs, essentially heroin on people. Pilled heroin, pretty much. Where they become physically, not only mentally, but physically addicted to these drugs. Um, there should be a penalty for those doctors, and it shouldn't just be financial. To me, I feel like they should be treated like drug dealers, put their asses in jail, because essentially that's what they're doing. They're selling drugs. Now, the drug is technically legal, but it's a gray area, and I get them out of here. Get them out of here. This is another one of these instances where I'm not, I don't be wanting to say send niggas to jail, but got some of them, them doctors to jail. I mean, you, you send regular people to jail when they sell drugs. Even when they sell drugs that are nearly as bad, are not nearly as bad as um, Oxycontin, which is, talk about a gateway drug. <laughs> That's a gateway drug. Mad niggas have ended up on heroin. And by niggas, I don't mean black people. I just mean people. So mad niggas have ended up on heroin, fucking with Oxycontin and Percocets and all of that shit. Um... As part of uh, a forfeiture, and they break down how the $8 billion will be paid, but that's really relevant. The opiate crisis has been linked to more than 470,000 deaths in the United States since 2000. So, um, yeah, that's crazy. And them niggas should be in jail, for sure, for sure. For sure, for sure. Bring me Big Meech home. <laughs> For sure, bring Big Big Meech home and take these niggas to jail. They got Big Meech just locked up, won't let him out. They done did about 15, about 15, 16 years. And he wasn't even selling this bullshit. I mean, he was selling drugs, but he wasn't selling this shit. Whatever he was selling is not linked to 470,000 deaths. I can guarantee it. The crackheads I've known for the last 20 years are still alive and kicking. So, not that you guys should use um, Cobra Crack out there. Please stay drug free. Um, I'm going to get off. But stay drug free and lock these niggas up. Uh, we're going to keep it going with death and destruction. Uh, so, LA, we talked about Philly a couple weeks ago. And all the murders that's happening here, all the death, all the black on black crime, unfortunately, in my city. Um, but this came across my news desk. 
LA police chief predicts the highest rate of homicides in over a decade. So, uh, the police chief, uh, Michael Moore, said that he that the city's on track to surpass 300 homicides. <laughs> we were past 300 up here. We probably closing in on four, if not at four already in Philly. A number which hasn't been surpassed in over a decade. As of Saturday, they had 266 homicides. Uh, yeah, so, again, my, we got Please put the guns down. Please, 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 please. I know just earlier I said some people deserve to get shot. I did. That's true. But there's no way all these people deserve it. It's, it's so much. It's, it's so hard out there, man. I, again, I was talking to my nephew about just how things are. And things have been like this for quite some time. And at some point, shit has to get better. Like, shit might get better for a year or two. And then the same bullshit happens there's a spike in shootings and murders, senseless killings, and it's just a perpetual cycle that just won't end, man. I, I remember being in my early 20s and having to navigate through all of the bullshit. That's like, if I have kids, I, I do want to have a son. I feel like I can help them navigate the world better than I can with a girl because I'm not a, a woman, so I don't, you know, I can provide guidance, but I don't, I can never truly see things through her perspective. I don't think you could. Maybe I could. I don't know. But what worries me is the bullshit that you have to dodge from not only police, but your own people, depending on where you live, when you live in her. Unfortunately, especially in in a minority, in a minority hood. I don't know what goes on at white hood, so I can't speak on them. All I know is when I look in the paper, when I, I see what's happening to people, it's, it's usually people that look like me, and that's just being completely honest. Um, and I, I hate to see it. It's, it's just rest in peace to this, rest in peace to that. This person disappeared. This person's gone. These are people's children. These are people's uh, mothers, fathers. And it's... it's uh, it's absurd. It's absurd. And although they don't have to, I really wish that BLM would kind of like step in and make this a priority as well as uh, whatever else agenda they're pushing as far as reform, um, government reform, prison reform, um, getting justice for for. You know, when police officers shoot, white police officers shoot black people, I wish they put the same into urban communities. I don't know if you're there. You can stick it up. These urban communities where we're killing each other at an alarming rate. At an alarming rate. And the other, the other end of this, just like I said before, this is with a lockdown. This is what niggas not having anything to do. Like, it's not just like, I don't have a job. I have a, there's nothing to do. Nothing, like, like, everything was closed at some point. Like, there was a time frame where 
everything is closed. But somehow you still find yourself in with extremely high murder rates here, Baltimore, um, L.A. I'm not too sure about New York, to be honest with you. But I, I really, 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 really just want... I, I really want us to get it together. And I don't just want to speak on instances as you, if you listen to past shows. I have spoken on plenty of police officers that need to be in jail, instances where um, the system has failed to achieve justice. But we also need to talk about this Black-on-Black crime epidemic that is ongoing. It's important. And we can't just excuse it away. Uh, people like to excuse it away with, well, whites live around whites, so they kill whites. That's true. Typically, well, we're tribal people. Hispanics live around Hispanics. They kill Hispanics, Asians, Asians, white whites, so on and so on. But not at this rate. When I saw, I saw three black youth, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. Yeah, you. They look like they were around somewhere between 17 to 20. 20th at the oldest. 16th is somewhere. Around. And I'm in a random hood. It's six in the morning, and I see them walking together. And the first thing I thought was like, why are y'all here at six in the morning? <laughs> just walking up the street. Like, y'all not getting on this train here to go to work. Y'all just walking up the street at six in the morning. It's just that awesome. And it because I know the landscape of what's going on out here, it puts me on alert. I would love to not have to be on alert when I see th three young black men. But they fucking shoot me in broad day now. It's all the cameras in the world now, and they're just shooting people in broad daylight. And not that they haven't ever shot people in broad daylight. It just seems like it's happening more. Um, and I don't want to go off too long on this, but this is highly important to me. I hope it's important to you. I hope that you are raising your kids well, and I hope that your kids are not respecting the shooter. That's a big problem we have in the community. Niggas are respecting fucking murderers. <laughs> like, people murder not for their, not to protect, but because they lost the fight or because they felt disrespected and they don't want to fight. <laughs> like they just, just dumb shit. You said something to my baby mom. Like just you from this block and I don't like that block. Just craziness. Just craziness. So that's that on that. Uh, pray for the hood if you're into praying. Talk to your kids. Raise your kids. Keep them safe. Uh, we're gonna move on to the next topic. Matter of fact, we're gonna get into this. So this is an artist by the name of Kai, that is K-H-I-Y. The song is called Jamaica Me Happy. When I heard the title, I, I gotta say, I wasn't expecting to like the song. <laughs> but I'm gonna play the song for you. I did, it did turn out that I did like the song. Um, you can stream it on all streaming platforms. And please, when I play independent artists on here, please go support them. If you enjoy the music, then go stream it. And I like this artist because they actually have their music on multiple streaming platforms. I like some people that 
you gotta go work to find the music. It might be on SoundCloud, it might not, it might be on YouTube, it might not be on YouTube. That's not a diss to anybody, but artists, get your shit together. Kai that was Jamaican me happy um, don't judge a book by its cover when I first saw this artist I was not expecting this and I was pleasantly surprised by this I love the sound that they have um, I love how they sing the song I enjoyed the beat it didn't sound like like sometimes Jamaican music can sound or reggae music I'm not sure, but I'm with political work, but however you say it <laughs> Um, it can sound inauthentic from time to time, and I'm not sure if this person is Jamaican or not, but looking at them, I would assume that they're not, but maybe they are. So sometimes it can come across and sound inauthentic, and this doesn't do that for me at all. To me, this sounds like a really, really good intro to a project, really good intro. Might shorten it up just a little bit to like a minute 30 to kind of just leave it wanting more, leaving the people wanting more and lead them into the next song but I think this is a good part a good song and I'm now actually when this show is over I'm going to stream some more from this artist I have a good feeling I love to find new music so anyone out there if you have new music if you know anyone that has new music please feel free to send it my way. Um, I'll listen to it. I'll play it. I'll critique it. I'll say how much I love it, how much I like it, what I like about it, what I don't like about it. 
Overall, I, I like this song, um, as I've stated before, just, just now. Uh, it's, getting, <laughs> it's getting late. So an artist that I really, really like uh, because of how unique he is. That was me punching that, by the way. Uh, Sada Baby. I've mentioned him on this podcast before. I believe I've played probably one of his songs on here before, maybe. I don't know. If I haven't, I'll, I'll play one in the future. But I enjoy this artist. He, Sada Baby is extremely <laughs> different. <laughs> he makes different type of music, man. Even on, like, the Bartier County, or is it Bartier Bounty? I don't know. That bloodshed can throw me off from time to time. <laughs> but, um, whichever one it was, no disrespect. I really enjoyed it, and just the, the music on there was different. A lot of different sounds on there without going too far out of the range. So when an artist can make music that sounds like it has variety, but not like they're reaching and doing something that they're uncomfortable with, really enjoy that. Break up the monotony. So I like him. Um, he just had a he has a song which I hate. <laughs> which turned out to be one of his uh, better, bigger songs. Well, not better, but one of his bigger songs that inspired Nicki Minaj to jump on the remix. Shout out to Nicki Minaj. Um, and shout out to Sada Baby. Um, it's called A Whole Lot of Choppers. And of course, when you get more success, you get more, more of a critical eye on you. People start to look into your past. It wasn't nobody worried about Sada Baby's past. But they pulled up some tweets, some old, old tweets, which led me to think, like, how old is that? <laughs> That's another, we'll, we'll investigate that another day. Um, but these, I'm going to read some tweets from from 2010, and I'm going to play his apology. I have not listened to his apology, but I'm going to play it. We're going to hear it for the first time together, and then we're going to say, you're going to come up with, if you think he's authentic with his apology, and then... I will make the same assessment. So it starts off saying, shaking my head, a fact should be illegal. This is in 2010, December 20, 2010. I want to slip, hashtag OOMF. I really don't know what that means. Uh, Y'all probably do, I don't know. I want to slip, hashtag OOMF, a roofie and rape her ass all night. That was 2011. Um, I'm tired of Beyonce. That bitch need to die or something. Oh. <laughs> Mind you, I didn't read any of these before this podcast. Dog, what's up? With, like, what goes through a nigga? How old were you? What goes through a nigga mind to say someone needs to die? I'm tired of you, so you need to die. That's some weird shit. I hate dark skinned people. Oh, come on. I'm dark-skinned, you know? <laughs> You might have just lost a thing. I hate dark-skinned people. All caps, too. And that was, uh, when was that one? 2011. <laughs> it's getting busy in 2011. <laughs> October 2011. Promote the remix, nigga. Suck my dick, faggot-ass fan page. Okay. <laughs> uh, let me see. Oh, oh he, he put out something to say, to combat that, 
before his audio came up. So it said, y'all can, that's Kim with a K, because he's a blur. Y'all can find every and any old tweet in the world from me. I don't care. That's care with a K, because he's a blur. I'm not logged into my Twitter and haven't been for months. But this is from 19 years ago. We talk. Y'all can't. I'm sorry, y'all can't. Not can't with the K. You know why. Cancel with a K. You know why. A nigga who never was a part of this fake-ass world anyway. Keep turning me up, though. Okay. Okay. Now, let's see the audio that he put out, and let's see if he still feels the same way. What's going on? I ain't nice, saying man. School still is coming up here. So, a couple tweets and old tweets in my play, you know, from 2011 and 2017, 2018. And my first initial response to the tweets on my story, you feel me, may give people the idea that I don't sympathize with females that have been raped or in raping situations, which I've gotten to know is I'm almost 30 years old. And I don't. Yeah. I don't got the password to my Twitter, no more than that. So them old views is in the same body as Justin Bieber, he got caught seeing the same group All that other stuff. Don't do it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna lie to nobody else. But that's all that you can't judge me. It's one of the only favorites I got. Got there, homosexuals are working my life with me, you feel me? You know what I'm saying? That's personally working with me, you know what I'm saying? I deal with him twice or two, three times. Oh. <laughs> He said, I got people, gay people at the label. I work with him. <laughs> Don't be the nigga that I got a black friend. I got a, I got a gay person that I, I say hey, hello to. Oh, what's up with you? I fuck with Zada, but that, come on, dog. You, you talk about you locked out of your Twitter. What does that have to do with anything? You talking around it, my nigga. Even the, apologize sincerely or don't fucking apologize. And... What else? He said something else. <laughs> it's not a rewind button on here, so I can't fucking... I have to listen to the old clip again. Um, shit, what else did he say in here? It was old... I don't know. What's going on? Hey, Mike, say, man. Scoop, scoop, scoop. So, couple tweets and old tweets... Oh, don't fucking throw Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber ain't got nothing to do with it. Don't don't put Justin Bieber shit. Niggas breaking up the Eminem was calling black women niggers. It's cool to bring that up, but don't bring it up when you in some shit. Don't bring the people down when you're going down. Just bring it up genuinely if you're going to bring it up. How about I just did? Eminem calling black women niggers (laughs) many years ago in a rap song. They came up. There's audio. It's real. Um, it's another clip here. All right, let's see what else Kuba has to say, aka Sada Baby. I don't stand on none of you dudes. You dudes is not decided for today. You feel me? I'm early, different, old type of man. And understand it is not simple. Even being at the same time, my initial reaction and response to the page on my post when I commented was due to me 
being who I am as a man, coming from where I come from, and not think like I'm going to be pressed by anybody by any situation. So me calling that page, what I called that page at that time was not Stupid male pride again. <laughs> I've been a victim of that. Every man's been a victim of that. Men are stupid. Well, <laughs> the pride is stupid. That person who be you in real life for a week at a time. And there's more. That's just going to be like one of them person's style of living or choice of lifestyle. It's not that it's about good like that. And it, 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 a lot of them I see it too, but it's just a different word that I mean that I got to be used to because it's not a only way to those type of rules and those type of circles like this one. Really. So I'm not, I'm not the long forever. I'm not the head or the Negro. Don't nobody do it. I'm just saying, why? You just don't go out and pray. Too many people love me, too many people see my potential, too many people have a lot of respect behind me. And the man that I grew into and became that's not who I was in 2011. All right, so. What I pretty much got from this is, because he signed to a label, <laughs> the label called him. <laughs> the label said, dog, you have a song um, that's taking off. You have Nicki Minaj, one of the biggest female artists ever on the song, and you need to chill the fuck out. You need to issue an apology. That's what this sounds like. I, I'm, I'm just being completely honest, and this is someone that likes Tyler Baby, likes his music, put other motherfuckers onto his music. That ain't got shit to do with shit. <laughs> that ain't got shit to do with shit. I can be a fan and be objective. And being objective, this sounds like, and I'm not saying that he's the same person. Nobody's the same person. Or I, I would pray that you're not the same person at 28. And I said that before. Like, you shouldn't be the same person at 28 that you were 18. If you are, that's disgusting. If you are the same person at 28 that you are 18, that is disgusting. If you're the same person at 38 that you are at 28, that's crazy. <laughs> like, that's wild. Um, you should always be evolving. And I'm pretty sure in certain aspects he has evolved. Do I think that he's... Do I think that he supports the LGBTQ? I, I don't... I don't, I don't I want to disrespect them. I don't know all the letters, but there's more letters. LGBTQIA, I do believe, is all the letters. Or at least all the letters I know about. So, do I think he's supporting them? No. Um, do I think that he hates them? No. No. Yeah, you don't have to hate them to not agree with their lifestyle or to not want to hang with them, <laughs> you know, so, or, or not befriend them. So, I don't think he hates them, but I also don't think that he's. Well, he didn't come across like their friend, but he tried to use the. I work with a gay person, so, but that doesn't say anything <laughs> at all. Uh, just apologize for calling them a slur and and move and say that you've grown and, and move on. Once you start trying to justify it with, I have a gay person that I know, I went to school with a gay person one time. Once you start that, it just, it starts to make it seem less genuine, even if it is genuine. Um, but even if he is a different person, he only made the statement because <laughs> he only made the statement because the label made him. That is a hundred percent fact. 
a lot of these companies, a lot of these people, they only apologize for certain stuff and only change certain stuff. And this is beyond Saudi Arabia. This goes to all the BLM and people supporting BLM that don't give a fuck about BLM. And I'm not, I don't even, I'm not talking about BLM as an organization. We have to support the actual Black Lives Matter, which is the actual feeling, thought, saying, and then the politics of Black Lives Matter. Because everyone doesn't know the, the politics of Black Lives Matter, the organization. And so we separate the two. So even in the statement and giving a fuck about the statement, Black Lives Matter, I don't think most of these companies gave two shits about it. But they were forced to say it because people were making them say it. <laughs> it, it can affect your bottom line if you didn't say it at some point. So they're going to say whatever is going to keep the money rolling in. Do I think that um, the NFL really cares? No. No. They proved that they didn't care. Years ago. (laughs) So it only became an issue because their money was going to start becoming like the climate has changed in the world before it was okay well yeah no nah, fuck that fuck them kneeling niggas man we whatever fuck fuck their cause that doesn't matter you're being unpatriotic but then once the tide changes once it people realize that you're not being unpatriotic for the most part the i'm saying most of the people realize that you're not being unpatriotic. You're not being disrespectful to the quote-unquote flag, which people are making the flag more important than people, which is ridiculous. Um, once you, you, you get past that and things change, and now you're the bad guy, if you don't fuck with Black Lives Matter, when you see the NFL has to see the NBA putting Black Lives Matter on the on the courts, and then all of a sudden, things change. They got to bring Hove in. I think we're Hove in at the beginning. I think the beginning, the end of last year, or beginning of last year, at some point, they were Hove in <laughs> to try to change the tide. Not because they give a fuck, man. These corporations, they really don't give a fuck about us. For the most part, there are some that do. Ironically enough, Someone who gives a lot, who's been giving a lot to the, the black community and minority communities in general, Hennessy. <laughs> so go support Hennessy. Hennessy is owned by Louis Vuitton, LVMH. So it's Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy. It's all the same company. LVMH is the name. And they've been supporting the blacks for quite some time. So go get you a bottle of Hennessy privilege. Not their regular Hennessy. Respect yourself. Um, regular Hennessy is for people that are 24 and under that don't know any better. If you're above 24, if you're 25 and older, you, you need to be drinking at least Hennessy privilege. Respect you. And don't put no fucking, no juice. <laughs> Just the liquor straight. Throw an ice cube or two in that bitch and drink it like a grown-up. No lemonade. <laughs> no Sprite, no Pepsi, none of that fucking childish. None of those childish games. I don't know. Uh, but I completely <laughs> got off topic there. Uh, shout out to Sada Baby. <laughs> shout out to your label, whoever made the call and had you apologize. Shout out to you for having 
the being a professional and actually going out there and apologizing. And I really do hope that you are the different person that you say you are. Uh, and that's that. We're going to move on to the next topic. Boom. I wish I would have talked about this earlier. Uh, damn it. <laughs> I just remember. All right. So everybody made a 50 cent because 50 cent, uh, 50 cent said that he was voting for Trump because Biden, under Biden's tax, uh, tax plan, if you live in California, your tax rate is going to go up. Your income tax rate is going to go up to 62%. That is, that means for every $100 you make, it'll take 62. And this is for the wealthiest people, which they say is people making over $400,000, which by the way, is not wealthy. <laughs> you can let them tell you that's wealthy. Eh, $400,000 is not wealthy. <laughs> It's not. And you'll never be wealthy if they're taking 62% of your money. I thought 50% was bad. I don't even understand how people live in California. Keeping it real with you. The tax rate for rich people already is like 55% there. You taking more than half my money? SMB. Um, but that's what people are into. So in California, is 62.6%. New Jersey is 60%. Uh, New York State is 58%. And if you live in the city of New York City, it is two, I mean, two, it is 62%. So people are killing 50, of course, because, you know, you're not allowed to think on your own in this world. You're not allowed to vote for whoever you want to vote for. You have to move with the majority. You have to move with your race. You have, And if you're not, you're ashamed for it. Yo, fuck out of here. I see where this nigga's coming from. And if you had the money, you would probably feel the same. I, you know, if you tell me if I make a million dollars, if I make one million dollars, you're going to take 620,000 of it and I'm left with 380. Nah, that don't really seem fair. I wouldn't vote for that person either. <laughs> Like, does that not make sense to anybody? The, this world runs on money. People who work for money. <laughs> like, people are build businesses to make money. They want to keep their money. Now, meanwhile, they still have the all the little tax workarounds where Google pays little to no tax, Amazon pays zero on federal tax. All that's still there. The richest of the richest people are going to have their money in trust, legal, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes right now, tax shelters that the regular people don't have. The regular people are the only people that's going to get fucked. And someone brought up a point earlier that because um, corporate tax on business is going to go up too. So like once that tax goes up, more than likely because the business, a business still has to make the money because especially the ones on Wall Street. And this is just a quick little business segment. So Wall Street is important. <laughs> it's important. That's where all the big money is and all the big money runs the country. So Wall Street cares about earnings. They care about profit. So if your profit goes down because you're paying more taxes, you're going to have to get more revenue to get more profit. And in order to do that, you'll more than likely just raise the price a little bit. So then that cost will get passed on to the person. That's just a theory of someone um, that someone stated earlier. It made sense to me. 
makes sense. Uh, so I get where where um, where this guy is coming from, and it led me to think about where my taxes have gone. Oh, <laughs> um, and Biden said he wasn't going to raise taxes on anybody making less than four hundred thousand, but then he said he's going to repeal the tax the Trump tax cuts, and then. It really hadn't dawned on me until today, having that conversation, hearing 50 Cent, that I remember I was getting texted at 30%. I don't make that much money. I don't. Um, I was getting texted at 30%, and now my tax rate is down to 25 to 26%. So, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to leave it there. So, yeah. <laughs> I you know, get it. Losing 30% of your money, man, that, that hurts. When you make, I'm not saying how much I make. I'm gonna throw a hypothetical number. <laughs> Making 50,000 and losing 15,000 of it, oh, <laughs> it, it doesn't feel good. Does not feel good at all. I'm not saying who I'm voting for, but I'm just putting it out there that that doesn't feel good at all. <laughs> And I see where where Fifty uh, is coming from. And anybody who doesn't see where Fifty coming is coming from is you're. Nah, I don't want to call you. You're an idiot. Nah, fuck it. You're an idiot. If you don't see where Fifty is coming from, not to say that you even have to agree with him, but to not see where he's coming from, I'll have to call you an idiot. Protect the bag. He's trying to protect the bag. <laughs> That's what what his interest is. Um, and I feel like a lot of people, if they felt like they had that earning potential, they would feel differently. I think because people don't necessarily see them making, see themselves making that much money that they don't, um, they can't empathize or put themselves in that space, that mental space that someone who does make that money that is being taxed at that rate would have. They can't put themselves in that mind state. And to me, this 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 is <laughs> this is like a tax on success. To me, that's how I see it. Um, I've always felt like they need to stop some of the loopholes and let these companies do the work around on the taxes. And they should have these companies, that, these large large companies, like Amazon, <laughs> like Google, some of the other ones, paying more. Tax. And I'm not even saying tax them all to hell, but I am saying that if you pay zero dollars in federal income tax, <laughs> like that's that's just that's crazy. That's crazy. And when you when you, they say Trump pays seven hundred fifty dollars in income tax, I'm assuming most of his money is in trust and in his company, as most rich people keep their money there <laughs> so that you can't get it. They need to stop. They need to stop that. Um, like they're being taxed little to none when other people are being taxed to, to hell. And I'm not saying it needs to be 28%, but I'm saying that they need to be paying something. And a small percentage of all the money that the biggest companies make would make a huge fucking difference. And you wouldn't have to be taxing me 50 cent more money. And I don't even know what the money's going to. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna keep it G with you. You want all this money, and I don't know what it's going to. It's not going to anything that I want to support, probably more than likely. 
Anyway, we're going to move on to Rich the Kid. Rich the Kid is a rapper that I like Rich the Kid. He's one of those rappers that you don't know why you like him, but you like him. He doesn't flow great. He's not a lyricist. He doesn't have the greatest hooks. But I really liked his last project. <laughs> I really liked his album. I did. Yeah, I don't know why. I've listened to it. I've repeatedly listened to it. I like the shit he did with um, 83 Babies. I really enjoyed it. He's had a rough time over the years. Um, him and his uh, him and his, his girlfriend uh, him and his girlfriend uh, Tori Bricks or his fiance or whatever she is to him. Beautiful woman, by the way. Had <laughs> nothing to do with it, but just let you know. You might want to check on Instagram. So he got robbed. He got robbed uh, while hanging with her. I think twice. <laughs> but the first time was the, the worst. Um, it has nothing to do with it. Um, I want to say, is Rich the Kid the was that famous days? Hmm. I have to Google it. Rich the Kid. Rich the Kid, Lil Uzi Bird. So Rich the Kid, oh yeah, he's the one that Lil Uzi Vert pulled up on that had him in the corner, just standing in the corner while Lil Uzi Vert wanted to fight. Yes, Lil Uzi Vert will fight you, and I've seen video of Lil Uzi Vert uh, on uh, in my Instagram clips with boxing gloves, you know, so he'll fight you. <laughs> he'll fight you, anyone, anyone. Um, and the, the clip I saw. But he didn't have to beat Rich the Kid because Rich the Kid didn't move. And that's fine. That's cool. I'll just point out that Rich the Kid has had a, a kind of a rough go at it. I mean, he's a, a successful rapper, but he's that kind of a, a rough go at it. And now he's being sued by Fashion Nova for $2.1 million. I think that's a bit excessive. I don't know the details, <laughs> the complete details, but I do. I'm going to just tell you guys what I, I do know from this situation. Uh, he was supposed to mention the name of the company, Fashion Nova, in a song. That's all he had to do. <laughs> like, how hard is that? How hard? You make mad songs. You got a lot of songs. They didn't say a specific song. They didn't send you a beat. <laughs> like, they didn't say the whole song had to be about Fashion Nova. They didn't have to say that you have to rhyme this with Fashion Nova. All they said was you have to mention them in one of your songs. And you couldn't do that? So he took the money from them and he didn't do it. <laughs> and this was in, they, they made the deal on October 18th and he just still hasn't done it. Um, so, oh, oh no, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> they gave him $100,000 advance and they want $2.1 million as a result of fashion for making false promises and breaching this contract. Nah, nah. <laughs> fashion over here. Fashion over get the fuck out. <laughs> like $100,000. Nah. I mean, you went from $100,000 to $2.1 million. So I can see if, if a reasonable amount for breach of contract in this situation. Give me my $100,000 back. Pay my lawyer fees because the lawyers have to get paid. And whatever that comes up to be, if the lawyers are a million dollars, they're a million dollars. Shouldn't be, but I can tell you. Um, 
and maybe another $200. Tops. $300,000 altogether for you. Pay your lawyer fees. Have a good day. $2 million for a false promise and breach of contract? Nah, man, that's, that's, that's too fucking excessive. I'm pretty sure, well, I don't know how to score, God, to be honest with you. But I'm, I'm praying for Rich the Kid. Because <laughs> I really like him, man. He seems like, a, you know, he, he don't you don't be out here acting crazy, man. And I, and I like that. <laughs> I like when, when rappers aren't out here acting crazy. I don't like when rappers are living what they say in their raps. I prefer when they just keep their raps to be raps, entertainment, and then not live that. I used to, I really used to be against that when I was younger and dumber. A lot dumber. <laughs> I was so mad when I found out Ross was a CEO. Then I was even more mad when he lied about being a CEO. I didn't want to listen to Ross for like six months to a year. It's a lie. It was cops. I don't care. <laughs> I could care less. I really haven't thought about it since. The only part that I don't like is that he lied about it. I will say that. I don't like the fact that he lied about it. I think they did a BT special. Like, first of all, he didn't say anything, which is cool. And then he lied about it. And then he did a BT special about it. And then... Oh, you OD, right? You But Teflon Don is fire. I'm always going to listen to Teflon Don. It's a classic. And he got mad other good songs that I'm going to listen to. So shout out to Rick Ross. But at that time when I was younger and dumber, um, as Sada Baby just said earlier, I was in a different place in my life. And I felt like niggas should be living this shit. Now I never want niggas to live their shit. And unfortunately, a lot of these untied rappers and younger rappers, man, they're really trying to live this shit. And there's real consequences to it. The consequence is death in, in prison. And neither one of them, I'm pretty sure you want to be that. I'm pretty sure. I mean, some niggas that want to go to jail. Like niggas that go to jail, then go right back. <laughs> some niggas become institutionalized, but it's niggas that never been to jail. That's crazy. There's so many rappers that have not been to jail before they became a rapper. And then they became a rapper and then started going to jail. That's crazy. You become a millionaire and now you want to start doing all the gangster shit <laughs> and going to jail for it. Oh, boy, 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 boy. Moving on. Uh, I was going to talk about <laughs> Bill Cosby. I, I just touched it right now. So Bill Cosby, a three-year-old man, uh, they just dropped a, a mugshot. <laughs> I don't know why. He, I guess they do yearly mugshots in jail. I don't know. I don't plan on going. But he's smiling. Um, he looks terrible. <laughs> I got to say, he, he looks terrible. He's not seeing the barber in there. Um, but he looks happy. <laughs> he looks like somebody forced. <laughs> he looks like he might be shitting on himself. I'm not sure if he's, <laughs> if he's straining or what's going on, but... It's a smirk on his face. But regardless, he has a, a upcoming conjugal visit with um, with Camille, his wife. And I had to look into what conjugal visit, because when you think of conjugal visit, if you know anything about conjugal visits, you just think of like sex. But apparently it's more than sex. They get to spend several hours together, intimate hours together. Um, and you can have sex um, with the person you're having a conjugal visit with, which has to be your spouse. Um, but you don't have to. So, but they, <laughs> I'm reading what they supply. They supply you with soap, condoms. All right. So 
All right, cool. We need soap. Always need soap. Got condoms? <laughs> Yo, if you're here for a conjugal visit, that means we married and nah, we don't count. <laughs> we raw dog. You all wasting that money, a good job, all money on fucking on condoms. Uh, uh, and then lubricant. I mean, you shouldn't need. Well, I mean, they. <laughs> you probably need. You probably need a bucket of lube, but you shouldn't normally need a bucket of lube. Like, have you ever seen your significant other in, in a while? Because you can't have but so many conjugal visits. So let's just say you have one once a month or once every two months. You better that better be wet when you get here. <laughs> that better be wet the whole time. Um, I mean, unless you're 80, like <laughs> then it's understandable to need a, a bucket of lube. Um, let me see. Bed linens, that's cool. And towels. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I mean, I don't see why not. So, uh, shout out to Camille. We're not shouting out Bill Cosby, but shout out to Camille. Uh, about to get some app test next year. Are we getting off this? Are we getting off this? That's disgusting. We're going to end the show now. Um, again, I appreciate everybody for listening. Every time you listen, I uh, appreciate everyone who shares the podcast. Uh, <laughs> that's what it is. Now I got these old people fucking in my mind. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Um, uh, if you have any any music or know any independent artists, feel, feel free to send it to a body from the crib at gmail.com or you can um, DM me on Instagram at potty from the crib. I would prefer if you did the Gmail, but either way, either way works for me. Um, I have any, I don't have any wise words for you. No, don't get, don't go to jail. Don't shoot people. Don't get shot. Those are my wise words for the day. Um, but until next time, God bless, universe bless, or whatever. What the fuck out.